three, two, one. We are on the air. Thesis, everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie, coming to you live from Zombieland. You know what it is? It's Zombieland. And we're out here and we're on the road today. Uh, it is a new week. And things are starting to look good. From what I could tell, I'm starting to feel good about it. Uh, Several states are working together to open back up. The the administration is also looking into an updated, modified um, list of of recommendations also uh, to help open back up uh, the economy. Um, I mean, people, as far as businesses, they're, they're following the rules pretty well. So, so, you know, they're just waiting for the call from above, basically. They're just waiting for the, for the, for the state and the county to say it's okay for them to, to open back up. So I think we're, we're moving, we're heading in the right, in the right direction pretty quickly now. Uh, I think, unfortunately, <clears throat> the media has done a horrible job on this whole uh, corona, um, quote-unquote, pandemic because they've been scaring the people out of their minds. Because I've talked to people and who, who, are, who are being really careful, and I've asked, okay, so let's say the president says it's okay, let's say the CDC says it's okay, and the governor says it's okay to go back to work. You know, how would they feel about it? And a couple of people have mentioned that they would still be worried because of the second peak or or maybe still catching it or or something, you know? And I blame that fear, that that unknown, the fear of the unknown, I blame that on the media because they take everything and they got to make it into the worst possible situation that could ever happen. I don't understand why. Why do they do that? Well, I know why, and you know why. And we'll say it, because they are political hacks. And now everything is politics to them. And in and in their hatred for the president or whatever the hell's going on over there, they're making a lot of stupid decisions. Because the, the game of politics that they're playing has real and negative uh, ramifications in society. I mean, look what's going on right now. Society is closed down. 16 million people are, un- are on unemployment over a freaking flu. Now, you guys know how I feel about this. You guys know how I feel about this whole situation. I've always said from the beginning that it's just like a flu. I've always felt that it was just like a flu. Like another regular flu season. And the numbers are starting to to show that the corona is just like a flu. Now that we have more data. But see, it's too late to, uh, uh, to, to uh, put the horses back in the stable or whatever the heck they say. Because the media already turned it into the worst 
pandemic since 1900s, since the Spanish flu. The sensationalization, sensationalism of the media that they always look for, they always look to spin it in a way, uh, any story in a way, and it, it always gets sensationalized. It always becomes more than than uh, what it what it is. It's a pseudo news event. Uh, sorry, I have my coffee here and I am dying to take a drink. <laughs> so if you bear with me one second. <sighs> Yummy. Delicious. Anyhow, so the media has turned what would have been a a otherwise normal flu season into the pandemic of the century, you know? And it's 24 hours, 24 hours, 24 hours in your face, in your face, in your face. How many deaths? How many new cases? How many new people died around the world? How many? And never putting anything into context or perspective. You know, when you bring up, see, we like to be rational. We like to use reason and logic, right? And but when you bring up other numbers to some people, see, there's, there's. I've talked about this division that's happening among us and I see it and I'm going to make a few examples of it but there's like the believer and the denier okay if I bring up data let's say on flu deaths every year or or you know cancer deaths every year um, there's people out there who seem to want to separate this because in their mind it seems like corona is, is you might as well call it death virus, you know, zombie virus, something. So, so to them, it doesn't matter, oh, well, cancer kills 100,000 people a year in America. It doesn't matter. It, it, they, see, when we try to put things into perspective, just to, to show numbers and how these things are natural occurring uh, situation circumstances that happen year after year the number of people we lose from the flu alone every year varies but has gone up to about you know near 80,000 in one year I think last year we're somewhere around 40 to 60 thousand deaths of the flu mind you of the flu but see the focus on, on this issue of corona is, is it's it's making it much more it's making it harder it's making it harder for the people to get a clear picture of what's really going on why because of the initial scare see you pump out a story and you scare everybody that it's that it's a killer uh, virus, 
that we all need to shelter in place. I mean, people think it's airborne. You know, and, and, and folks don't understand these things. The virus is not airborne. The only time the virus becomes airborne, quote unquote, is if somebody sneezes who has the virus. Then the droplets will remain in the air for a little bit of time uh, before they settle or fall to the ground or whatever, right? So this is not an airborne virus where the wind is just pushing it around in the air and it's surviving outside of a host. It's not like that. But, but all the misinformation, all the misguided information uh, from the media in the past several weeks has made, has made people think that, that this is the, the virus to end of all mankind. And it's just not like that. And trying to get people back to normal now, some people are ready, and I think, I think it has to do um, with maybe their personality or something. Because I see people who are like I, I say it all the time. Like I, I'm gun ho. I'm a cowboy. You know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to throw a party. I'm ready to, you know, get back in the gym. I don't care about groups, big groups. I'm not scared of of big groups, you know, I'm ready for all of that. But other people, it seems like they're not as ready, even though, let's say the, let's say the WHO comes out and says, oh, we're good. Let's say uh, the CDC comes out and says, we're good. The president, the governor, the mayor, everybody says, hey, we're good. The numbers are down to almost nothing, right? There's gonna come a point to where these numbers die down or where people stop caring and the media will stop reporting. That's the problem. It creates a a, a circle of, um, of of a positive feedback loop because they create the fear, and the fear keeps the people there, right? So they keep pushing the fear, numbers, debts. Uh, this city's closed down. That city's closed down. Uh, the judges and mayors are begging the governor to shut the state down. And some states are shutting completely down. I mean, completely down. You know, the whole state. Not county by county. Not affected area. You know, you would think that would be a prudent way to do something like this. But no, they shut down the whole state. Okay. Oh my God, it's so delicious. Okay, so some places actually shut everything down. Um, luckily where we are, certain counties are shut down. But the governor is looking to open all of this back up now again. Okay, one of the problems that we spoke about before um, is... is this notion or this idea of telling on your neighbor. Okay, huge story this morning. Apparently, this weekend, police got called to Cowboy, Dallas Cowboy uh, quarterback Dak Prescott's house because he had a party, right? So he had a party 
<coughs> I'm assuming he has a big house. <coughs> Plenty of space for people to, you know, keep six feet, you know, whatever, right? Distance. So he had a party. Some of the cowboy players were there. Cops showed up and broke up the party. They didn't issue any citations or anything. But the backlash has begun. <laughs> right? So, the holier than thou, um, those who are following the rules and wearing masks and staying six feet and staying home, you know, the attitude seems to be like, hey, I'm doing my part and you're putting people at risk. You know, so now you're being put on blast because you had a, a get together. And you know how this works. I mean, first thing I saw on the TV this morning, they were talking about that on the news. And then some guy on ESPN came out and called out Dak as how how immature of you. You get you could get people sick and all this, right? So now all this like righteous indignation or something. From those who follow every every CDC guideline, I'm sure to the T, every moment of every day, you know. And this is what I don't. This is what I don't like. This is what bothers me, and this is what scares me. Somebody called the police on him, his neighbors. Somebody did. That's how the police showed up. What do y'all think of that? Whoever this neighbor may be, whatever, I don't know. But what do y'all think of the fact? I mean, it's an assumed, but the, one of the neighbors called the police. Hey, my neighbor is having a party. There's like 30 people over here. Y'all need to come break this party up. What does that say about that person? What does that say about us? I talked about on prior shows about how they used to do in the Soviet Union and in communist Russia and in Cuba and in China. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in um, Nazi Germany. I said uh, communist Russia, basically twice, Soviet Union. Anyhow, um, people used to tell on each other, right? Hey, my neighbor is breaking the, the rules. You need to come check them out. Right? And that's what happened there and of course he's gonna rake he's gonna get raked over the coals on the media but I personally don't care like I don't watch TMZ I don't care about none of that a lot of people do and that's where they get their info and then people will decide whether they feel that Dak Prescott is a jerk for having a party and he put people at risk right but I want you to keep in mind that a neighbor called the police on him, okay? And I want y'all to think, what do y'all think about that? Would you call your, would you call the police on your neighbor if they were having a, a party uh, during, right now, during uh, quarantine or whatever? What do y'all think of that? Yep. It's, um, uh, 
It's not a good thing. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it one bit. Another story. In California, a church held a secret Easter uh, service. The pastor of the church, they had the doors closed and everything, and they were keeping the music down, and all the cars parked, like, way in the back somewhere where they couldn't be seen from the road. <coughs> but police were notified, so they came over, broke it up, gave the uh, pastor a $1,000 ticket, a, you know, citation for having the service when he sh when the when the um, when the law says you can't have service right now so he got a ticket somebody called the cops on them i saw an article where i believe it was in new york or chicago forgive me don't have it in front of me, where a man was arrested. So it must have been in one of these cities where you have to have a mask on or you'll get a ticket because, you know, a lot of the cities have done this. So apparently he didn't have a mask on. And as the police, uh, you know, wanted to talk to him or whatever, he, was, he wasn't having it. So they had to drag him out of the train and it caused a big old commotion. Now I think at that point, they arrested him for disorderly conduct. <coughs> but look where we're at. You know, when you think of the Gestapo, when you think of the secret police, the KGB, you know, we don't have that here in America. We don't have that. We have the CIA, we have the FBI, and they have the things that they do. Um, but when you think of the Gestapo, the secret police, you know, in an abstract way, the neighbor who called the police on Dak Prescott for having a party, in an abstract way, he did exactly the same thing people were doing when they would call the Gestapo. You know, or uh, interior interior ministry. You know, when they would tell on their neighbors, "Hey, this guy over here, he's hiding Jews, right? He's breaking the law, my neighbor." Uh, the church that was hiding people, right? They were being quiet. They were there, uh, but somebody saw it. Hey, this guy here. He got people in his building. That's very scary. That is very scary. And I am, I mean, in some ways, I am I'm blown away. Like, I'm a like, I'm just like, what? I can't believe this is happening in America. But in other ways, I am. When you get to know how some of the people are, I mean, they just can't wait. They just can't wait to to cause some, you know, some. Uh, well, what would it be? Like, there's a, there's a, there's always a, there's a type of, of 
person here in America who lives on division, who loves it and lives it and constantly pushes it. And you know the type, the type that always wants to fight about the climate and race and slavery, always something negative to fight about, you know? Things are great around us, and yet they can still find, these certain types of people can still find uh, something wrong with the world that they have to fight about or argue about, you know? Liberals. Shit, I'll say it. What the hell, right? Hardcore lefties. How about that one? You know, some of these ideas are dangerous. And and I and it's hard it's hard to imagine that people don't see it, that are blind to it. <clears throat> this whole thing about calling on your neighbor, we've seen it happen before in history. This is not the first time. Now we aren't there yet. If you don't know anything about the Soviet Union, it was a tyrannical form of government. They were socialists, they were communists, tyrannical. If somebody told on you that you were speaking badly about the party, about the communist party, or the government structure itself, or the president, right, like Stalin, uh, or um, the, the leaders, right, any of the leaders, step if somebody could just tell on you somebody could just call a number and say hey I heard my neighbor John Smith was talking shit about the our our beloved leader oh really okay uh, don't say none you know don't worry about it we'll take care of it and then at the in the middle of the night they'll come and take him away And look, we're not there yet. I'm not saying we are. But can you see the connection? If we acquiesce to this behavior, if we start acting like it's okay for 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 people to call on them on the on their neighbors, to tell on their neighbors for stuff like this, for infractions, if we as a society agree that that is okay, oh man. We're in big trouble. All these things have happened before. We've talked about the push of government. We've talked about civil liberties. We did a show on civil liberties. But we constantly bring it up because it can become a problem if it goes unchecked. If the people don't speak up, if the people just accept it as a new norm, then we are doomed. But as long as we point it out, as long as we stay vigilant at these things and know what's going on, if we don't know the Constitution, if we don't know our rights, if we don't know laws, how the heck are we supposed to know what is right and wrong as far as what a government does? How, do, how would we ever know when they're pushing the boundaries. If we don't even know. 
That's why these things are so important, and that's why we do what we do here. That's why. Why? Because <clears throat> in this in this constant battle, there's always going to be a battle. Sometimes there's a slowdown in the battle, and sometimes the battle gets hot. Right now we are in a hot in a hot moment. There's a lot of action going on because governments are testing their power. Okay, a year ago, last summer. There was really none popping, so it was calm, right? But we, it's a constant battle that, that continues over time that we have to be prepared for, but the younger generation has to also be prepared for. So we have to pass on this uh, fighting spirit, if you will, that we grew up with. This love for country, this patriotism, this this um, this mentality, uh, or some, almost like a um, Western frontier mentality, you know. That we're Americans. That's why we think that way. That's why we feel that way. We're we're um, we are secure in who we are. We know what we are. We know who we are. We know what we're capable of as individuals and as a nation. But sometimes in society, and we see it happening in cycles throughout history, sometimes a society gets too wealthy, too fat, too comfortable, where they just don't care uh, about those things. They just let happen what happened. Uh, there's actually a great... <clears throat> there's a great... Uh, I don't know what to call it. Like a poem. A speech. Um, what is the name? I think it is called... Uh, from Chains... From freedom to chain, oh my goodness. You know what? I hate when I do this because there's some really good stuff out there. And, uh, I, <laughs> you know, my mind is full of, 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 uh, of, of mush <laughs> and information. Uh, but uh, it, it's hard to dig it out sometimes. Um. Okay, we're going to look it up together. So, um, it, the guy's name, forgive me, the rest of the, uh, the rest of the story, what is, his, what is our friend's, what is our friend's name here? Uh, oh, sorry, you know, I am on the road, so I got to be careful, because, because, um, kind of hard to do several things and you know we don't want to do that so I don't um, I don't um, you shouldn't drive in text anyhow okay sorry we needed to find this dope um, Paul Harvey right the rest of the story Paul Harvey oh my goodness if you look on 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 YouTube and um, and and uh, and you look up Paul Harvey he used to be, for those of you who don't know who he is, 
he used to be a radio host. <clears throat> este, a radio host, and um, and and he would do these little stories, these little uh, stories where he would share wisdom, uh, just amazing stories. And um, he has one. So remember, his name is Paul Harvey. He has one, and it's called uh, Freedom to Chains. And he, and he tells a little story, but he uses Joseph in the Bible. He uses how kingship, um, how people uh, demanded a king, so they got a king, and then he became tyrannical. And then they wanted liberty, and then they had liberty, and then they had too much liberty. And then they got rich and fat and lazy and didn't want to do anything else and didn't know what to do anymore. So what did they want? They needed a leader. They wanted a king. So they got a king. Then they became tyrannical. Then they wanted liberty, and after many years, they finally got their liberty and got rich and fat and lazy and then they wanted a leader so they wanted a king you know we hear things like history repeats itself there's nothing new under the sun these aren't cliches this is wisdom everything has happened before Oh, Jay, you mean there used to be iPhones a hundred, you know, two, three hundred years ago? No, come on, we're not. Come on. But I wanted to play devil's advocate because I know somebody out there might think or say something like that. No. What humans experience with each other um, in uh, from their governance, in their families, with war, with love and sickness health and death these things are cyclical they happen and they will happen and they will continue to happen so there's experiences out there on individual levels but there's also experiences that nations have um, have experienced STEM that <clears throat> that when we learn about, we can see connections to other nations who might have been through something similar, or maybe something in our own nation, in our own cities, that's happening similar to what you are reading. And that's why I love history, and that's why we love history here at Thesis. Because as you learn these stories, as you dig into them, the, the the picture becomes clear. What picture? All of it. The big picture. Let's call it. The big picture. That kind of sounds a little cliche too, but no. We know what we mean when, when we talk about the big picture, right? So societies have been through collapses Societies have been through tyrannies, prosperity, 
these things have happened constantly over and over and over again. Um, there's always been war. War is a is a is a truism. War will never cease to exist. Now there could be slowdowns, and there's been through the history books you'll see hundreds of years of peace, you know, that have that have happened in the world before. But times change, things change, uh, things change. So when we look at history, when we look back, we're actually looking forward. Because at some point, this thing that you're reading about, say the collapse of the Roman Empire, this thing that you're reading about will happen again. You'll see other examples in history again of this happening, of a of a nation collapsing, of an empire collapsing. These things aren't new, they've always happened. Of nations running out of money or printing too much money. The Weimar Republic. I mean, these things happen. Venezuela, I mean, good Lord. So many examples, even in just modern recent history, what we're looking at right now, here in modern times, you can see good examples good examples of of um, of what I'm talking about. Venezuela, right? And then, uh, you know, Soviet Union collapsed or basically came to an end. Um, I think in the 90s, right around in the early 90s, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I said I don't have it in front of me. Um, but but see that that's pretty recent history. That's very recent history. So that's why we like to learn history because it's happening around us right now. And then when you see these things, you know, the people calling on the police or or getting a thousand dollar ticket for not wearing a mask. Those type of things, and then you read about it. Dang, that's the kind of stuff they used to do in in Cuba, or or in the Soviet Union. You know, and that's scary, man. Because how how easily, how easily? Imagine the imagine how easily it would be for our government to do something like that right now at this moment. Like literally, just kind of come down hard on people. But see. That's why leadership is important now. You know, me and Dean were talking about, about you know, watch out who you vote for and make sure you know who they are and this and that. Uh, because of those, because of the fact that the character of that person who's going to be representing you, who you put in power in the mayor's office, in the governor's office, in the presidential office, the character of who they are, really means a lot. I mean, because if, if someone has uh, big dreams of power, if somebody um, 
you know, is a, is a power hungry person, but they can be really uh, ad- admirable and, and, you know, oh, he speaks so well and look, he smiles and he plays the saxophone, whatever, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm just making examples, but, but if, if, uh, um, if they're, if, if they are, if they're, um, sorry, there's a big truck passing by. If their character is of such that they would be power hungry, you know, imagine, imagine somebody that's really power hungry, having the power right now at this moment, what we're living through with Corona and stuff, shutting stuff down, arresting people, masks, whatever. Imagine a person, a, a president, say, or a governor who's power hungry and, and, and sees that people acquiesce to whatever orders the state puts out. Imagine how easily that person can just can just, I mean, there's no telling what what they can do, you know? But imagine the power, that kind of power in the wrong hands. That's what bothers me and that's what scares me. Because, yeah, sure, we're fine right now. Uh, But in the wrong hands, but in the wrong hands, we'll be in big trouble. And look and 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 see. See, it's not. You could be like, okay, but how though? How would people? I mean, people are surrendering their power already. Neighbors are participating in calling the police on their neighbors. People are surrendering their power. You know, so there's not much fight going on for any of it. Even vocally, uh, um. You know, the ACLU is supposed to fight for civil liberties. Where's the ACLU on any of this? Where are they? I ain't heard none from them. That that tells you a lot about who the ACLU is. They only fight for 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 certain specific uh, things in a group. And mind you, yes, mostly leftist ideology fights. But, and see, this is, here's the problem. We have people surrendering. We have neighbors telling on each other. Then we have, like, for instance, this institution who's supposed to, who is known for fighting for for civil liberties, who are just a bunch of hacks, political hacks. Why? Because if ever... If ever a conservative uh, uh, was civil liberties were abused, they would never come to the rescue. But they are always there in every single case that involves anything about skin color, anything, even perceived, even perceived uh, slights against somebody. You'll you'll hear the ACLU come out. They're quiet right now. Why? Because they are attached to the hip, to government, to government. You know, we hear these things, and you might have heard it before, and you might be like, ah, right? 
this deep state, whatever. We call it the swamp. I prefer the swamp because all of Washington is just a big old swamp with a bunch of slimy creatures in there. Y'all know how I feel about what these politicians do in Washington. They go and they line their pockets. They're power hungry. They take every opportunity to... Because remember, the money belongs to the people because the government doesn't produce anything. It, It gets tax revenue. And revenue is not even the right word. But that's what it's called. Tax revenue means all the money that the people send into the government, that's what they use to spend it on whatever. So when they spend money on garbage, they're spending your money on garbage. They're spending your children's money on garbage. You know why? Because they pull out loans from the future. You don't do that in your household. Yet you don't care when they do it in Washington, do you? Do you care about that $2 trillion, um, quote-unquote, uh, corona package that they just passed? $2 trillion? You know how much that is? It's a lot of money. All they want to do is taxes, and all they want to do is spend. And remember, they're smarter than us. They know better than us. They know better than us on where to spend money. What nonprofit groups, what charities. They know better. Trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars down the drain to their friends, to states, favorite states and localities to other countries. I'll tell you what, people out there, we would have, we can have so much more in this country. And I've been thinking about it and I'm still formulating my thoughts. But we hear this thing about free education, right? And then there's a fight about, well, we can't afford it. Healthcare, all these things. The government already spends so much money on garbage. The government needs to shrink. If the government were to shrink <clears throat> and we stop spending money like drunken sailors, maybe we could have some of these things. Because this is our money. But that comes with a lot, a lot of different, we can have this, but we need, we need, um, we need tighten our borders because we can have these things right now. If, if government shrank, you know, and, and the money and, and uh, they can actually have um, uh, surpluses. If they got their act together. But no. They don't. They don't care. Why? Because they don't care about you. These politicians. They go out there. They want you to vote for them. 
And then they pass these bills that are 1,600 pages. To, I'm sorry, yeah, 1,600 pages, 2,000 pages. They don't read them. But when the president signs, when they pass it through the House and the Senate and the president signs everything that is in that Everything that is in that stack of 1,600 pages becomes law. If I stuck... Here's how, here's how it is. Listen. If I stuck a sheet of paper in there that says... Chip, that says... If I stuck a sheet of paper in there... This is how it works, okay? In the, right in the middle. And, it's, and it's, it's paged, you know, it's page 106 or whatever, right? And it says, J. Marie gets a million dollars from this package. And then line two, and then whatever, right? The next. It said it in there. These payments happen. So, this isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't nut job stuff. You're telling me, there's two, tr there's two trillion dollars to go around. Only 300 billion are going to the people for Corona relief, right? That's 1.7 trillion dollars that they that they passed in this one Corona bill. 1.7 trillion that's going other places, not to the people. They got raises. Some of it is going to Boeing. Ain't no telling, good God, what's in there because it's 1,600 pages long. Who the hell even knows? Now, I'm sure there's some groups out there doing their due diligence and looking into it so the American people can know what's in there. But just think. Use your mind. Use your logic. $1.7 trillion to spread out. And, not, and the $1.7, none of that goes to the people. I don't know how they're dividing it up. They're going to give loans to small businesses. Um... You know the money that the that the citizenry is getting the twelve hundred plus the six hundred for the children, that's not a loan. That's a, that's here. This is for you. But if a small business that's going that's having hard times wants to get money from the government, it's a loan. So are you telling me that one point seven trillion? Those are all going to loans, like a loan to Boeing, a loan to small businesses. Somebody needs to explain this stuff because this is a lot of money that they're throwing around. These people in Washington, they just got it all messed up. These people in Washington got it all messed up. And they come to us asking us for our vote. While they say we're, we're well, they treat us as though we don't know how to live our lives, some of them. While they talk to us like we're children. While they talk to us like they are above us. Like they stand on the throne above us. They sit on the throne above us. And that we shall heal to them. Listen. If you're senator. If you're congressman. If you're mayor. If you're police chief. If you're governor. If they talk down to you. If you hear contempt in the way they talk to the citizenry. Never mind if you are uh, if you are in agreement with your governor or your leader or not. Never mind that. If you hear them talking down to, let's say the opponent, the opposing party, but.
but to the citizenry. If you hear them talking down to all oh, those rubes and those hayseeds and those rednecks, if you hear somebody talking down to your fellow Americans that way, kick them to the curve. Kick them to the curve, man. It's time to clean out this damn swamp, man. These people go up there, they pontificate and they try to tell us to be to behave uh, on how to behave, that we're racist, uh, that we're xenophobic and this and that, everything. It's always something to target, 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 evil, enemy, evil, division, division, always, always, always. Why? Because that's all they care about. They are politicians. That's all they care about. And if that's the way they talk when you listen to them, if you're thinking about voting about, uh, um, about a, uh, um, voting for a person in your state, in your locality, and you hear that person talking about other people as rubes or idiots, or hayseeds, or racists, or rednecks. If you hear them talking down to your fellow Americans, kick them to the curve. These people got to go. But it's not until you wake up as a citizen to stand up, and when your time comes to vote in your city uh, for your mayors and your district uh, seats and, and, uh, and all these different positions, you need to be educated and you need to understand what's going on so you can make a better decision on these people constant corruption in these in the in the, in the city of dallas i don't know how many people have went to jail for years and years and years always some underhanded under the table money uh, all of it all the time constantly over and over throughout the years al lipscomb um uh john riley price he, he's in the county. There's always constant, constant, constant. Why? Because who you're voting for in this city, in this city seats, you don't care. You don't look who they are. You just listen to what they tell you and they tell you the right thing. They sound groovy. They sound fun. They sound like you can have a beer with them. It's not what it's all about. This person is going to make decisions, official decisions that are going to affect you your childhood, uh, um, uh, your livelihood, your property taxes, your children's schooling. These people are going to make decisions. And if they constantly talk to you like, like you're dumb, if they constantly talk to you, your neighbors as they're dumb, if they constantly re re uh, refer to you as ignorant and hayseeds and, and <sighs> I'm tired of it, these people got to go. So it's time for you to start learning more about uh, when, when your elections are coming through. Because it's not just about the presidency and the Senate and stuff. There's local elections too that affect you even closer. The federal government, sure, stuff that they do, sure, affects your life. But the, the, small, the smaller of the government, like the city of Dallas, the county, the state, you know, those type of things. You gotta, there's people running those, uh, those um, institutions also. We got to put right people. We got to put the right people in positions of leadership. Because when we put the wrong people, only bad things happen. And we've seen it. We've seen it in Chicago. We've seen it in Detroit. We've seen it over and over and over again. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened in recent history. It's happened in, in past history. And we see it. And it's not that hard. It's not that hard to fix uh, what's going on.
You got to have the right attitude, the right mind, the right spirit, the right leadership, and the right ideals that are going to propel society forward. True progress. Not progressivism in the eyes uh, of the way they describe it today, but true progress. But it starts with us, people. It starts with you on an individual level. It starts with you. It starts with you. Man up, woman up, Spartan up, Aru. Get your ass up. If you ain't doing nothing, if you're just being lazy, if you're falling into a same old routine, kick yourself in the butt and get out of that routine. Whatever it may be in life, it doesn't have to be physical fitness. It doesn't have. Wherever you are in life, get a hold of the steering wheel. You're just kicking back with the seat and you got it on autopilot. Grab the steering wheel. Grab the steering wheel of your life. And when we all do that, then we steer this country, our future, in the right direction. But it starts with us. Okay? Be smart. Be strong. These things have happened. They will always happen. They will continue to happen. And we need to keep our eye on these things. That's why we learn. That's why we read history. That's why we talk to each other. And that's why we are here. And that's what we love doing, and that's what I love doing. <sighs> Be strong, guys. I trust in you as an American that, that you have it in you. You have it in you to succeed. You have it in you to be the absolute best that you can be at whatever you choose to be. Go out there and get it. You can do it. Just grab a hold of the steering wheel. Because the road is getting bumpy. And you know when you hit a bump, it can make your car swerve one way or another. So it's time to grab a good, firm grip of the steering wheel and take control of this drive. Thanks, guys. Thanks for sticking around with us. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for showing up and checking your feed often. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for telling your friends. We are growing. Our numbers are growing. We've only, we are a very young pod. Uh, I think this is week three, maybe. Uh, week, yeah, I think it's week three because it started right when the corona started. I want to thank you guys. Please, if you like what you hear, reach out to us. Um, tell your friends subscribe give us a four star rating and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for you sticking around uh, please check your feed often for new material uh, and you know how we do it I'm um, working with Gio I was talking to him last night and we're trying to get together except he is a little fearful about the corona thing and he doesn't want me to bring Corona to wherever we meet up. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jill, I had to put you on blast, man. But hey, it is what it is, baby. Everything is everything, right? <laughs> All right, guys. So we're working on some good stuff for you. Thank you so much again for sticking around. Love you guys. See you soon. I am Jay Marie, your host. And this is Thesis. Everything is everything.
and I am your host, Jay Marie. Peace out, guys.